Hey there, Quajo here. And if you haven't heard my voice, I'm the new host of the Art of Online Business. Quick update on my new offer. I did not expect the initial launch spots to sell out so fast. I'm talking about Facebook ad setup to success, which is one-on-one -on -one Facebook ads coaching for the driven course creator from me, three Zoom calls within a month and unlimited support in between so that you can run your lead generation campaigns, your launch campaigns, your SLO, self-liquidating offer funnels, exactly like I would, getting all my tips and tricks and strategies plus just unlimited support inside of Slack or Voxer or one lady's even doing it from inside of Messenger with screen recordings, Loom recordings, this sort of thing, questions. This is what I'm doing, but all those limited spots that at the initial launch price, they are gone. And I just wanted to explain that out of integrity to the people who took those first spots, um, the price has gone up and there are one, there's one spot maybe two if I do some scheduling jujitsu for May, otherwise we're booking into June. You can click on the link in the description below to find out more, or you can go to theartofonlinebusiness.com forward slash call if you need that kind of one-on-one -on -one Facebook help. All right, back to the episode. my friend, welcome to the Art of Online Business Podcast. My name is Rick Mulready and I'm an online business coach, I'm an ads expert, and most importantly, I'm a dad. And this show is where we help established online course creators and coaches create more profit, more impact with less hustle. All right, let's get into it. Hey, what's up my friends? Rick here, back with another Friday quick tip episode here on the show. Now, I've shared this story on the podcast here before, so I'm not going to dive into it too deeply, but I'll give you the high-level version of it, and I'll, this is going to all make sense here in just a second. So essentially, in the first four years of my online business, we were able to hit seven figures. And I don't say that to brag or anything like that. Quite the contrary. It's more of a cautionary tale. And I thought that was what success looked like because that's what I was told. You don't make it until you hit seven figures, which is a bunch of crap. But anyway, I remember hitting it and I was like, I felt so empty. And I was like, wait, what's next? Now what? And I, it was really, I went through a very, very dark time in those first four years. Again, I've talked about it here on the show. My mental health, my physical health, my relationships, my relationship with my wife, everything suffered in my pursuit of this goal. In the next couple of years after hitting that in like 2018, 2019, my revenue dipped and I couldn't quite figure out why. It wasn't until I was working with somebody, we figured it out. My brain was subconsciously self-sabotaging my success because subconsciously my brain was saying, well, wait a minute, in order for you to have the kind of success, quote unquote, that you're looking to have financially, it comes at the expense of your health, physical health, mental health, your relationships, et cetera. And so I was like, oh, like it just like blew my mind that my brain was doing that subconsciously. And it wasn't until I unwound all that and worked through all that, that that's when things took back off again, you know, go figure. I tell you that story because on today's quick tip episode, I'm sharing with you a clip from a group coaching call that we recently had in my accelerator coaching program. This particular call, 
is with one of our accelerator coaches, Neil Williams, who is a regular guest here on the show. She's a master life coach who specializes in business mindset and productivity. And one of our members here, Gloria, that you're about to hear, came into the call with this challenge and she has begun associating achieving goals in her business with the feeling of burnout. Meaning in order for me to hit this goal, I have to, you know, work, just hustle. And like this has to come from this intense hustly kind of energy. And she was hitting her goals, but wasn't making her happy. She was burning out. She wasn't feeling good in the process of it. She's also started equating feeling calm on the flip side of everything. When she's feeling calm, that means revenue is going to be down, you know, and I could totally relate to all this. And I know that so many people can relate to this exact topic here, which is exactly why I'm sharing it with you here on this episode. I thought it would be really cool to give you sort of a inside look at a little piece of one of our coaching calls here within Accelerator. And again, because this is a topic that so many people either have experienced or you're maybe you're currently going through it, but maybe don't realize it. And that certainly was me. Like I was going through it. I didn't realize it. And I was like, holy cow. And it wasn't until I unwrapped that and un worked through it that things really started to take off again. So hopefully the same, this helps all that with you as well. Before we dive into that conversation, speaking of Accelerator, we accept just a few people each month. It's application only. We work with established online course creators, coaches, maybe you have a membership, and you're looking to take things to the next level, right? You're looking to have a bigger impact. You're looking to increase your revenue and your profit, but without working a whole bunch more hours, right? Our whole thing is to achieve the success that you're looking for in 25 hours a week or less. Is it possible? Yes, it absolutely is. So if you're interested in getting one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, and a mastermind experience, that's what Accelerator is all about. Go to rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator to learn more and apply. Grab one of those few spots that we have available each month. All right, without further ado, let's dive into today's quick tip. Gloria, boom. What's your question, sister? How are you? I'm great. Here? How are you? Good. So I'm at a phase now where it's like Q1, busting my ass, very unhappy, achieved my goal. And now I'm just like, I almost don't want to set a goal, a revenue goal. So now I'm like completely on the opposite side Yep. where I'm just like, oh my, so I don't know how to find a balance between like, I want to set a goal, but I'm so like, I learned how meeting my goals didn't make me happier. So, <laughs> and I'm just finding myself like wanting to work less and less and less, but I'm also like hiring right now, right? Like I'm hiring content manager. I yep. want to hire like another VA. So I'm like, oh, I got to pay for this too. So I don't know how to find that balance. And it's so much easier for me to just be like, oh, I don't really want to do any of it and just keep procrastinating. Like I, you know, I have a really good job description, but I just haven't posted it yet. You know, I'm just somehow like procrastinating on that too. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. You know how to go in and create, you know how to achieve goals from a really intense, hustly energy. We know that, right? It's not the only way to achieve goals. So I'm wondering for you, is it that we set a goal or is it that we work on how you feel in going after a goal? Yeah, but I, I did notice that now that I'm more chill and calm, like the revenue is not coming in, you know, yeah. as, as much, which I'm okay with, you know, because I have a little bit of a cushion, but I do, I do notice that unless I'm like pushing really hard, like 
you know, things that they don't get closed as much. So yeah, it's hard for me to so think otherwise. This is, I know this is the thing hustling works, right? That's why we do it. Like we're pretty smart and that we just do things that work. And so we're not saying that hustling doesn't work because that has worked for you, Gloria. What we're considering is, is there a different way for you to achieve your revenue goals that isn't hustle involved? So right I think now it's hiring this, onboarding all brain is already going to like, oh, revenue is down and I'm feeling calm as if the reason why revenue is down is because you're feeling calm. Yeah. Yeah. How is that true? How does feeling calm have anything to do with your revenue being down? Well, I'm just, I'm doing less is I'm doing a lot less. Okay. So I'm not like, you know, doing a lot of the, the revenue generating closer activities I normally would do. Okay. So it's not the feeling that is the reason it's just that you're doing less selling maybe. Yeah. I'm just okay. doing less in general of everything. Okay. So what do we want to do here? Do you want to make money from a different energetic place? Do you want to focus on the team? What is like, what do you want? Maybe the next 30 days. Let's think of a 30 day goal. Well, I, le I learned that making money and hitting my goals didn't make me happy. So now I'm trying to do something different. So I am taking the time with this VA to like sit with her every day to like, yeah. and I've noticed like a drastic difference, right? That, that yeah. this is, has gone, gone so much better, but I can't help but notice that there's not really revenue coming in. So it's, it starts to make me a little angsty, you yeah. know? But I also knew that this was what I set myself up for. Like Q1 was just like, you know, hustling. And then this, these few months, I want to like really work on the back end of the business. Okay. Still doesn't feel great to know that like, you know, I'm looking Why at the numbers. Why doesn't it feel great? Because I, because I feel like if I want to do all this hiring, you know, it's going to come at a cost. Right. And so. Yeah. So I'm if just you doing decide the hiring <laughs> comes at a cost, that's what you're going to find. So, it does come out of cost if I want like good people and not just over, you know, all overseas contract work. Okay. How does that idea feel to you that hiring comes at a cost? I think on many levels, it's actually true. Like they always say like, you know, feels true. can't really skimp on that. Like if you want to hire good people, like skill set and like, you know, who are yeah, invested, you need to also invest in them. Yeah. Maybe we could make it a fact. It's not a fact right now. It's your thought about hiring. Mm -hmm. But I just want to know how it feels to you to believe that, that hiring comes at a cost. Just want to know if it's helpful to you or not. No, I don't, I don't think it's helpful because I feel like I got to make up the cost somewhere and I have, and, and, and I want to hire in a way that I can seek the ROI from it, Yeah, which logically is true. Like everyone's hiring because you would like to see an ROI. I don't think people are hiring just to hire, right? You, you hire Maybe. this person because there's going to be an ROI later on. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, something you said earlier is really important that I want you to see. So you said achieving my goals in quarter one didn't make me happy. It made me feel like more, I guess, able to let go of this quarter. So I think that's good. Okay. Because otherwise I would still be grinding. But achieving goals is never going to make you happy. How do I know that? Because I, I achieved them, I guess. And I was completely burnt out. Yeah. Okay. So if we think about the model, where does the, where does happy go? Feeling. Uh-huh. Exactly. So smart. What creates your feelings for you? Your thoughts. Yep. So achieving a goal is, I would give it to you like as a fact, like I hit this revenue number. I'm thinking, I think that's what you're saying when you hit, we said you hit your quarter one goal. Your thought about that will determine whether you're happy or not. So if you have happy thoughts about it, then yeah, you're going to feel happy. But if you have other thoughts about it, then you're not going to feel happy. You're going to feel whatever those thoughts produce for you. 
point definitely physically came at a physical cost as well. Right? Yeah. Feeling of burnout. Your idea was it, it came at a cost. So I'm guessing that's probably not a happy thought. No, but it's, it's just factually true that, you know, that hustle energy, it, it was, it's not just a thought though. It was a physical toll. Okay. So interesting that your mind has the idea that there's costs associated with things. Do you see how achieving your goal had a cost? Hiring a team comes at a cost. What do you think costs? What do you think that's about the costs? Well, well, I mean, I mean, obviously like with physical ailments, like, you know, there was that cost. So that's undeniable, whether, you know, so burnout, whether or not, yeah, just like, just like actual physical toll. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't want to feel that again. Right. But why the focus on costs, do you think? Because you have that idea about the, achieving the goals and hiring the team. Well, I think, I, think, I think when we make decisions, we allocate resources, there's always some give and take. Like, I don't think you can just expect to work 25 hours a week, I mean, at least where I am right now, and do all this hiring and still expect the revenue to be the same. Okay, but why do, I'm just super interested. I want to know like what, the idea of cost, how does that feel to you? Just that there's costs in your business. How does that feel? It feels like pressure. Like I have to keep yeah. okay. balancing that, you yeah. know, like the checks and balances. Yeah. Which I also think is based in, based in truth because we have like P&Ls, we have, you know, like our business, it's not a charity. So. Yes. So what I would give you is yes, there's a P&L, but if you, if you're associating cost with any of those things that are in your business, whether it be the team, whether it be the PL, whether it be hitting revenue goals or anything, the idea of cost in for you creates pressure. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if we could look at it in a slightly different way that didn't create a pressure experience for you, like hiring the team. How would you like to feel about hiring the team this quarter? Well, I think I'm, I can have both. Like, I think I'm definitely learning a lot from it, but of course it comes at a material cost as well. So like, I'm, oh, I'm that, going to, we're not going to use the word cost. If we could come up with a way to think about hiring that didn't involve the word cost, what might that be? Well, I mean, people call it an investment, but do you believe that? I do. Okay. How does investment feel? Investment feels good, but it also comes at a, like a cost. Like it's, it's not like you can just invest without like, you know, giving something, <laughs> Yeah, you know, tell me about costs. I, this is where I think this is what we have to break in your brain. I feel like is the idea of costs. So where does cost come from? Like, is there something in your history that has told you that costs meant pressure or angst? Well, cost to me is probably the more like physical tangible, quantifiable things. So like hours spent, dollars, things like that. Like hours spent training and the dollars it it costs, which can turn into an investment, obviously, which can turn into investment, of course. Yeah. But cost is like time, money, energy expenditures. Yeah. To me, it's like anything that's measurable. Measurable. Okay. So how does this create pressure for you? Because when I put, when I put that out there, I expect to get it back. Right. Just like when you invest in something, you expect to get that, get that investment back and then some. Okay. Like I don't think anyone invests in something and thinking it's not gonna like appreciate. Okay. So what is the expectation about getting it back? Is there like a certain time frame? Is there a certain like ROI? 
What do yeah, we I mean, there obviously I would like to have it in a shorter amount of time frame. It's always going to be shorter than it, like I feel my expectation is always going to be shorter than what it is because I just you know expect things quicker than I probably should. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would love to be able to like change the idea of costs in your in your mind. Like, who told you that costs were time, money, energy expenditures? Where do you think you picked that up from? I think society and an experience. Okay. If you could think about this any way that you wanted, like if we were like rewriting the definition, we like scratched out Webster's definition of cost that's in your mind and you could rewrite it. How would you write that definition? For me, it's something that has to be given prior to seeing an ROI. So something that you give first before you start to see, it's like planting seeds, right? You have to do it before you have kind of can so can you, you can get the benefits of it. Okay. How does like that it happens before it has to, it happens before you get the return. Yeah. Okay. And how does that feel to you? That idea? I mean, it, it feels like I need to have patience and I need to have a lot of trust because there is no timeline or definitive amount that I would get back. Right. Cause it's, it's like, you never know what you're going to get back. Yeah. So it feels you just know that. Yeah. Feels uncertain. Yeah. So this is why I'm thinking that cost is an unhelpful idea for you is because it creates a feeling of uncertainty and you're trying to action your way to certainty. You're like, well, if I just, if it's faster or I can somehow create some sort of guarantee, or I can make sure that this will work and kind of like rushing to it, then you get through the uncertainty phase and you can get to the place where you feel the return is happening and that feels better to you. Do you see that? Yeah. And that's what most people, right? So I don't know, like how, how, how would you recommend me to look at it if, if not that? Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of different ways to look at it. I probably wouldn't even use the word costs for myself. If I had, if I saw this connection that I had in my mind, it's just like, I don't even use the word launch anymore. Mm-hmm. Because do you know how emotionally charged the idea of launch is for so many people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So angsty, so stressful, so pressure filled. I just call it open doors and closed doors. It's like, oh, we're opening it up. No, we're closing it down. Yeah. So I think for you, one of two things here, Gloria, because what's happening is what you're doing is you're constantly creating the experience inside of your business and for yourself of paying for the costs, whether it be your time, whether it be your money, whether it be your energy in terms of like the burnout, everything has a cost. So you're creating the experience of always living in the cost of something. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if we can think about it in a different way entirely so that we're not even using the word cost anymore. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I think this would be helpful. So so I'm just looking at the chat box investment and getting your time back and increased revenue, help you work less and make the same or more. I mean, does anyone else feel this way? Or do you think this is kind of an extreme way of looking at it? It's not extreme. This to me seems totally normal, but I don't know. Yeah, I know, but it's just not helpful because it creates a sense of uncertainty for you. That's the only Mm -hmm. reason why we're looking at it. So like, I would be like, this is the way that I go into any investment that I make. I just decide I'm getting my money back. I just decide I'm getting a 10 times return on this. And then I just, that's what I live in. Like I'm constantly finding the return constantly, constantly. So that's what I'm building. Now that's just my example, but Hunter, yeah. What do you want to offer to her? And inevitably you're going to get a return because even if, even if you, even if you invest and the results from that investment aren't good, 
the lessons that you learn will eventually get you a bigger return because you needed to learn that lesson to grow and learn what you needed to get the bigger investment. All right. Hope you got a ton out of this coaching session here that I've just shared with you. This is just a little glimpse of the types of conversation, the types of coaching that you get inside our accelerator coaching program. If you'd like to apply, if you want to learn more, if you want to go hear from current and past members, head over to rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator, and you can check everything out right there. Thank you as always for tuning in today, my friend. I appreciate you. And until next time, be well. I'll talk to you soon. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook ad manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.